Hello there, my fellow warriors. I'm so happy to be with you today and to discuss with you living with the big losses. And I know that, that this particular episode might come with a few extra tears, but please don't turn it off. I just want to warn you in advance, though. Um, I mean, let's face it, we're going to be talking about loss, and we are going to particularly talk about big losses. So there might be some emotion involved for you, and and some of you might think, you know what, my life is one big emotion. I don't need to cry. Valerie, no podcast with crying. <laughs> it won't be a lot of tears, but I'm just telling you in advance that these big losses come with big emotions and it's okay. That's the other part. It's okay. And by the way, this is coming from a girl who didn't cry. I mean, maybe I cried at a movie or something like that, but I'm talking about crying about my own life, my own situation, memories, whatever, unless, you know, I went to my grandfather's funeral or something like that. I literally did not cry much. I mean, it would be something for you to see me cry in about 20 years and certainly not in front of other people unless I, you know, like I told you, I was at a memorial service or something about a movie, but about my own situation, my own life, I was very closed down and I didn't want other, other people to see me cry. It's still not my favorite thing, by the way. I still would rather not. I'd rather be the strong person, but I've learned that it's okay. And I am going to talk about that a little bit too, but this is really still going to be an inspiring episode. It is going to be empowering and motivating and all of the stuff that I think you are used to getting from this podcast. And, but this is life. Okay. You know, I'm real. I'm the real girl. And, and I want to make sure that we're real about this. And so let's start with this. Life is full of loss. I mean, it's full of loss, right? You can't have anything without the risk of losing it. You can't have a relationship without that risk of losing that relationship one way or another. And so anytime we are engaged in life and taking chances and stepping up and reaching out and connecting, we run the risk of losing and so don't let that scare you because, you know, I mean, what are your options? Your options to go, that's it. No more relationships, no more expectations, no more good things, no more stepping up, no more trying anything, no more being in life, right? I mean, it's just part of the deal that comes with being on planet Earth. You're going to have loss. We are going to have losses of relationships, jobs, people. I mean, we're going to have people die. We're going to lose our pets. We're going to lose an era or a good time. An example that I can think of right now is that my mom and dad had this era, it was probably a decade or something, where they were in this golf club up in Washington State, and they just had such great relationships with friends, and they all seemed to be on the same page in so many ways, and really a great time. Well, little by little, people started to move and retire and, and go to California. And my parents ended up moving to the Palm Desert, Palm Springs area of California, which was great. And they ended up with another great era. But initially, it was really difficult for my mom because she wanted to replace that era, that, that time in life. She wanted those same feelings and relationships. And they wound up with different ones for sure. But she had a hard time letting go. She had a hard time letting go of that era. 
And, and that kept her really from embracing the new one. And don't mean to pick on you, mom, if you happen to be listening to this podcast. I don't think my mom listens to my podcast, but if she did, I didn't mean to pick on her. It just came to mind. And we do that. We, we can grieve the loss of an era. How about the loss of our youth? I'm going through that right now. I'm about ready to hit 59. I get it. So there are, I mean, life, small and big losses are part of life. Some of them are bigger. Some of our losses are the big, huge, gigantic ones. And I don't want you to compare what those big, huge, gigantic ones are to you as compared to me or anybody else. If the biggest one that you've experienced is something that would I wouldn't consider a big one, maybe that's because that's my experience. I've experienced something that would be considered bigger. But it doesn't do you any good to compare. I don't want you to discount your big losses because you think, oh, they're not as big as mine or anybody else's. So please keep that in mind as you go through this because you all know, I'm, I'm unless you're just stumbling upon this podcast and don't know a whole lot about me, you don't know about my loss. And, and one of my biggest losses, by the way, I want to talk to you about this a minute. One of my biggest losses was the loss of my daughter while she was still alive. And I know a lot of you listening to this can probably relate to this. Some of you are going through the exact same thing. My daughter was in addiction for 15 of her 30 years, and that was a loss. Almost every day, every week, every month of those 15 years was loss, serious loss. And because there's no closure to it. It's that, why can't I do something about it? Why can't I fix it? How can I just keep losing and losing and losing? And she's still here yet. I feel like I've lost her. That's a big loss, my friends. If you have somebody in your life that's crashing, like my daughter with her addiction, and they're making bad choices or on a bad path or in addiction, whatever the case may be, that's huge. They're not the same as they used to be. And that is a loss. I used to sometimes look at Jamie I would literally look at her and go, who are you? You know, I would think to myself, she looks the same. I mean, sometimes she didn't look so hot, but she basically looks the same. She looks like my daughter. She looks like the girl that I gave birth to and raised and, and have known. She looks like that girl that was so funny. I mean, hilarious and fun and engaged in life and was such a good athlete and could sing and, and such a good friend and family member. And, and so, like Sean said, lit up a room. Man, she looks like her. That voice sounds familiar, but that's not her. Who is this person? I thought sometimes there are little horns that were going to sneak up through her ears. I, I mean, through her hair. I swear I saw horns coming out. I mean, who is this girl? I was grieving all the time. I, I miss her. I miss Jamie, the real Jamie, not the one that's under the weight of this addiction beast. That's the one I miss. So I get it, my friend. If that's what you're grieving, you're grieving the loss of somebody. They're just not the same. That's different from somebody growing and changing and, and maybe um, coming to a new place in their life that's good. Sometimes you're going to have to let go of those situations. And those type, those people, when they've changed in that way. On a side note, sometimes when we're not in a good place, people do change in a good way and we don't like it. Right? We want them to stay down with us. Please don't apply all of this to that. We should be happy when people grow and change. And, and just like you want people to be happy for you as you grow and change in positive ways. And by the way, when you go through something really big like 
a 15 year, you know, the addiction of my daughter. And some people go through this for even more decades than I did. You do change. I want to make that as another little side note here. You do change and some of it won't seem all that positive, but I do believe that positive can always come from it. So uh, I just wanted to make that side note on change. Let me circle back to what I was talking about. So that's a big loss that I talked about. Another big loss that I experienced was a loss of my daughter. So I was losing her for 15 of her 30 years, but I ultimately did lose her. She was murdered when she was 30 years old. And the reason this podcast episode could get emotional, I don't know. I'm feeling okay right now. I just want to tell you that today is my daughter's 35th birthday. Today is her 35th earth birthday. And so how could I not be thinking about loss today? Just yesterday, I had communication with the victim's advocate talk, telling me an update on a court case because my daughter's killer was arrested. It took nearly three years, but he was arrested. And now he's been sitting in a jail, I guess now, for the last almost three years. So, um, yeah, that's, that's the story there. He's sitting there and that, you know, brings up emotions. And of course it's happening right before her birthday and all this kind of stuff. So I just wanted to tell you a little bit about how I'm feeling today. And, and listen, again, I'm not here to make everyone sad, but sadness is part of life and it's okay. So it's okay if when I tell you a little bit about this story that you just shed a couple tears and feel, how, how do we feel happy and joyful and excited if we can't also feel sad? We can't all also feel empathy. We can't also feel loss or feel lost. It's okay. It's okay to do it for a few minutes here because I am going to bring it out the other end. And even in what I'm going to share with you, you are still going to find some hope. If you follow my Facebook page, you may have seen a post or if you are also on my email list. Um, if you're not, I really, really encourage you to do that. My Facebook page is Valerie Silvera. I also have a Facebook group, Trauma Disruptors, where you can communicate and connect with some some people and, and discuss things a little more um, in depth and and. and also have some communication with me. So feel free to join that group. Uh, if you are on my email list or on my Facebook page, not in the group, I posted this today and I'm not going to read it to you, but I'm going to preface from it. And so it might sound familiar, but just stick with me. I basically, you know, wanted to tell you that today would have been my daughter, Jamie's 35th birthday, as I mentioned, and I can't help but wonder what would we be doing today? If things had gone differently in her life, you know, if the beast of addiction hadn't shoved all of us on the roller coaster from hell. I mean, those four free seats that me, Jamie, Sean, and Rich got, we got four free tickets to the roller coaster from hell and we never even wanted them. Undoubtedly, we'd be planning something special had that guy, that one man not taken her life four years and 149 days ago. Instead, we patiently wait on a murder trial. It's not fair. We should be waiting on the birth of her child or some other normal life event. You know, normal. 
that boat sailed. <laughs> Let me tell you, we should be celebrating Jamie's birthday together, but we're not. And I want to scream and cry and ask God why for the thousandth time. But shortly after Jamie's murder, I made an agreement with that hole in my heart. Here's what the deal was. I said I would give it the attention it needs. And in return, it wouldn't try to swallow me up. For the most part, our dance works out pretty well. But on occasion, like today, and in really even leading up to today, because sometimes it hits me even harder than the milestone days, the hole goes back on its promise. And sadness and disbelief beckon me. I mean, disbelief, even disbelief. How can this be? How can my daughter be dead? How can she have been murdered? And I'm telling you, my friend, it is tempting to accept the offer. And, I, and I'm going to just step back from my story for a second to, to really acknowledge that whatever you're going through, I get it that it's tempting. It is so tempting to accept the offer of that hole in your heart. It's tempting to say, okay, yeah, sure, let me go to that dark place. It is tempting. I mean, let's face it. Being a warrior is hard work. It might be easier to give up and give in. But then, who would continue to show my son, Sean, what courage looks like? Who would do it? If I didn't do it, who would? I'm just supposed to hope someone else does when I have the opportunity? How could I even consider extinguishing a flame that's been burning so bright in the darkness? That flame that I decided to keep burning after Jamie's murder. Because I started this mission while she was lost in the belly of her beast. And after she was murdered, I was really, really, really tempted to pack it all in. But I didn't. Instead, I shined that light bright in the darkness. And, and how could I just extinguish that now? What good would it be do to roll up in a ball and submit to my grief? What good would it be for you? Let me ask you the same thing. What good would it be for you to roll up in a ball and submit to your grief? When would I make another decision to stand if I did that? I mean, really, when would I? Or would I is probably the better question. But instead, when the hole in my heart calls me into the darkness, I gently remind it of our agreement. It gets a little more time on days like today. But it doesn't get all of me. Jamie was my first true love, and she always will be. At the same time, I have other loved ones and a life to continue living. Today, I will celebrate the honor of being Jamie's mom, even though there was so much disappointment, sadness, heartache, and that ride on the roller coaster from hell. When I stare at all of that, when I stare at all of that 15 years of her 30 years, I see nothing good. But when I take a step back and I take everything into consideration, good has come from Jamie's journey and from ours together. So, I mean, I'm going to come back and wrap up that little part about Jamie and today being her birthday, but I want to... I want to just get, I wanted to stop right here because I mentioned in that, that when I stare at all that, I can't see anything good. There's nothing good. How could anything be good with Jamie's addiction? How could there be anything good about her being shot when she was 18 and us being thrust into this whole awful world and, and, you know, the legal justice system and, 
and gang people and drugs. And I mean, how can anything be good from that? How can anything be good that somebody put multiple, um, that somebody fired a gun and, and multiple gunshots to my daughter's chest? That, that, that was her last moment on earth. How can anything be good with that? When I stare at that, there isn't anything good. But I will tell you that good has come from it. And I'm not trying to tell you that I would, I'm glad it happened because good came from it because I'm not, not even close, but it's happening. It happened. Whatever's happened to you happened. It's happening. Things are going on. These losses, these big losses have happened to you. And so we have to kind of figure out, can we find any good? Now, some of these big losses are really, uh, and I don't mean to diminish them. They're huge, but they're the circle of life. Like when I lost my stepdad, that was huge for me when I lost my grandfather, but they were later in life. And, and as sad as it was, it was the circle of life. So I could reconcile it. I could understand it. Losing my daughter, there, there's no reconciliation other than me understanding from a, a, you know, cerebral perspective that she was in a difficult, dangerous life. So it's not surprising surprising in one way. But when they knocked on my door, oh my gosh. I mean, it, it surprised me like like I never would have ever even imagined anything happening to her. That's how much it hit me. That's how hard it hit me. So no matter what the situation is, you can't really prepare for these big losses. And certainly the loss of a child is out of order, right? I mean, it's like you're out of order. Right? We're, it, so that's not right. That's not the natural order of things. We should not bury our children. Sadly, many people do. Never in a million years would I ever have imagined one of them would be me. And so let me back up a little bit. Some of our our smaller losses are things we need to get over. And I don't know what that would be for you. For instance, my mom grieving when I told you at the beginning of this episode, my mom grieving over that era of her golf club and, and all of that. And, and I told her this very same thing I'm telling you. I said, mom, this is something you have to get over because it's over. There's nothing. I mean, it's, and and it's nothing but happy memories. You're just kind of bummed out. You don't have them anymore, but go make new ones with your new friends. And some, and she still is in contact with most of those people anyway. You know, just consider that the end of an era, but it was an era that was awesome and it was beautiful and wonderful, and, but it's over. And if you keep clinging to that and grieving over it, it's really going to take your life down. It's, it's not going to allow you to be present in these current relationships. And so that kind of thing she had to get over. You know, you leave a job and you move on to another one and, and you're clinging on to the other one. It's over. Certain things we need to get over. Something like the loss of a child, like my daughter, I'm never getting over her. I don't even want to get over her. That's the thing. I don't want to get over her. But this is what's important for you to understand. When I say I don't want to get over her, that doesn't mean that I'm crying every day and I'm rolled up in a ball and I'm, I'm not engaged in my life because I am. Remember, it goes back to that agreement that I just mentioned to you earlier. It's the agreement I made with the hole in my heart. I'm not going to try to pretend you're not there, hole in my heart. I'm not going to try to cover you up, like fill you up with a big bunch of cement and just pretend, you know, cover you up and, and there we go. There's just a scar. No, I understood. I understood very early on how it was going to be. This loss was different for me than any other loss by far. And, and I was going to have to figure out how to live with a hole in my heart 
I lived with a, with a heart that was shattered before, but how do I live with a hole? I mean, I had a hole for my grandparents. I had a hole for my stepdad and other people that have died in my life. But this one was a big, huge, gaping wound, and it was not going to heal. What was I going to do with it? And this is what, you know what? You can even apply this, by the way, even though this episode is about the big losses. Even if you have smaller holes in your heart, you can still apply what I'm saying. So I just said, okay, hole in my heart, this is the deal. I said it earlier. I'm going to give you the attention you deserve and you need, and you promise not to swallow me up. And let me tell you what, some days like today, it's a fine line. It would be too easy to think today is Jamie's 35th birthday. Today is a day that, you know, we should be talking about her future plans. She should have her family over to celebrate with us. Instead, her her brother Sean and his wife Nikki, Rich and I, and some other family members that live around here and a couple that happen to be in town, we are going to this medieval dinner theater, which is, I guess, really entertaining and fun. And, and that's something that Sean has decided that every year on Jamie's birthday, let's make it fun. Let's have a fun day because that's what Jamie would want. And let's celebrate her life. But we're not going to be able to avoid some feelings. We're going to come back to our house after and we're going to have red velvet cupcakes because red velvet's her favorite cake and mine and Rich's. And we're going to have a little cheer, a little toast to her. And there's no question about it. There will be tears. We know that. It's okay though. That's that agreement with the hole in my heart. I can't just have the fun because then I'm not keeping up my end of the bargain. And that's really what I, what I would encourage you to do when these things happen. Acknowledge, just acknowledge that sometimes sadness is going to come. Honor it. When it comes, you honor it. If you have to say, you know, I can't do it right now because I'm in a meeting at work, but hey, hold in my heart. You know what? I'm going to give you some attention later on when I get home. That's how you manage this without getting swallowed up. Acknowledge it. Honor the hole in your heart. Just do not get swallowed up in it. And I think it's probably important to note at this point too, that when you've been through big losses, sometimes the little losses attach themselves to the big losses and it makes everything overwhelming in our lives. Let me give you an example. And, and I don't want to say that, that this is a really, really small loss, but it, it, let me just tell you and then I'll, I'll, I'll explain better. So my mother-in-law lost her husband and a few years later, she started dating a guy that lived down the street that she'd known for many, many decades. And his name was Louie and they had a, such a good time together. I mean, she really went out and did things that she had never done with her husband. And she had a, a really good couple of years with him, a really good couple of years. And suddenly he died and he was a really energetic guy and it was sad. It was very sad. But my mother-in-law... I don't know if it's a Portuguese thing. For those of you who are listening, let me know. But she's a very strong woman and very stoic. Um, and I mean, very outgoing in a, in a lot of her conversations and, and explaining stories and stuff. And she's real funny. 
But in when it came to these sad moments, I remember when, when Rich's dad died at the funeral, she barely shed a tear. And the whole week I was there, she cried, I think, once. She just what isn't wasn't like that. But then um, Louis died. And so it's kind of like, you know, a little bit of a pile on. And then after that, her dog died. And when she called me and told me that her dog died, she could hardly talk. She was, I mean, busted up and saying, how much more can I take? So you see what I mean? She was so strong, but it was that last, it was kind of like the final straw. And she did get through it and, and she was okay without her dog. But by the way, my mother-in-law lost a child. Can I, can I go back and say that? My mother-in-law lost her young, youngest child, Rich's younger brother. There were the two of them. And when he was, I think about 13 or 14, he died at junior high school, just died of a heart defect that nobody knew he had. He seemed completely fine that morning and just died. Didn't even make it to the hospital. And, um, so she knew loss. Trust me, my mother-in-law new loss. But that loss of her dog and her dog was older. Her dog was, was in not good health. So it wasn't as if it was unexpected, but that really hit her. And so I think what I'm trying to say here is that we have to be careful. We, and it's okay to feel that loss too. That was a big loss for her, but we have to be careful that we don't pile them on and we don't add them to our other loss. And, and pretty soon it's our entire life is just awful in, in just one big loss. And we can even take smaller, smaller losses and pile them on, add them onto a huge one. And we, we connect the dots so that we, we come away thinking that our life is just one big loss. And I'm telling you that I get this because I've done that. I've had a string of losses over the last few years that, have, I mean, pretty good size ones of all kinds. That if I really step back and I made a list of it and I, you know, handed you the list, you'd go, holy smokes. Yeah, these are big ones. But we still have a choice. We always have a choice of what we're going to do with these losses. And we can always find something good that comes from not, not the fact that someone died. How can something good come from that? But maybe something changes in us. Maybe a little more strength maybe some compassion towards somebody else, maybe some more gentleness in our own life toward ourselves. I don't know what it is, but sometimes if we look, we can find something good that we can attach this bad to. We can, we can say, you know what, in its own, on its own merit, and I think I talked about this in the last podcast, on its own, it's not so great. In fact, it's terrible. But when I package it with something good and make it a part of something bigger, maybe it's just not as bad as it was. Like with my daughter's addiction and all of the craziness and awful, chaotic 15 years and the sadness and the grief and the despair and the disappointment and all of it that's so bad. But when I put it with this mission and, and that's what started it all and that's why I do what I do is because of all of that. And it makes it not so bad. But what I'm really talking about today is just living with those big losses by doing what I said, acknowledging it. Acknowledging that sometimes you're going to be sad and embrace it. Honor that hole in your heart. Just do not allow it to swallow you up. Separate the big one 
from the smaller ones so that the smaller ones don't become huge losses. So today, I really just want to close this podcast and, and give a little message to my my girl, my daughter, who, who to this day is still the smartest, most gifted, most amazing person that I've ever known. So I want to say happy 35th Earth birthday to the most special girl I've ever known. I miss you beyond words and cannot wait to be with you again. Until then... We are all still standing and honoring you with our lives. Love, Mommy. Yep, Jamie died at 30, and all the way up to her death, she still called me Mommy. And so I want to say to you, my friend, whatever big loss you're going through, I know that it hurts, and that's okay. It just doesn't have to hurt all the time. Find some joy. Remember the good times. Keep in perspective that life is full of losses. I wish that weren't the case, but I'm not in charge. And just know that you're not alone. You're not alone in your grief. You're not alone in your strength. You're not alone in any of it. Because I'm standing right there with you. Your story matters, so live it courageously. <laughs>